0: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Ryan Wise. He is the founder of a technology company called Code Koalas, and we're very excited to have him here today because not only does he have some great tips for all of you small business listeners, but... He was one of the class of 2018, 25 under 25, that we honored just this past weekend at the Mule Bach downtown. So congratulations to you, Ryan. We're really excited to have you here on the show today to talk about your company and about technology. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. Absolutely. The name of your company is Code Koalas. Before we go anywhere else, how did you come up with that name?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we started off real small, uh, just me working out of my basement, and uh, there'd be a lot of late nights and things, and my two-year-old daughter would come down the stairs and hang out with her stuffed koala uh, (laughs) while we worked on websites and things, and so uh, we took that idea and ran with it and came up with Code Koalas.
0: Oh, that's a great name. So it honors your family, and then it gets the, you know, code in there for the technology. It's a perfect combination. You said, you know, you started out on your and You're actually self-taught when it comes to uh, what you do. How did, so how did you get into it? What spurred your interest? Yeah, I mean, I'd
1: always been interested in technology and, you know, built computers and played around with them when I was younger um, and just kind of always had a desire to solve problems and code. So uh, eventually I just picked up a book and taught myself.
0: Okay, and you, did you have any prior entrepreneurial experience? Uh, had you where did you have any kind of um, business experience before you started the company?
1: No, uh, no business experience, uh, so it's been an adventure and a learning process for sure.
0: yeah, what have you what have you done to fill in those kinds of business gaps? There's so many people who get into business with a particular skill and really not a good foundation on the you know business uh, blocking and tackling so. How have you learned that?
1: Yeah, so a number of ways. Um, so a lot of reading uh, and actually instituted that as part of our company that we read a book every couple months together. Uh, so I've gone through a lot of business books, and my company has two. Um, and then I was also able to join HEMP here a couple of years ago, the Helzberg Entrepreneur Mentoring Program. Uh, so i right, got – yeah so I've got a a veteran CEO who I can meet with monthly and bounce ideas off and, and get things from so that's been fantastic
0: okay so you've you've looked outside of of your company and turned to other experts instead of so trying to do it all of your, all yourself, which is a great thing. You mentioned that you started uh, on your own. How have you grown the company? How many employees do you have, and what prompted the growth? <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, so we're, we're up to 14 right now, um, and the growth uh, was always kind of a desire there. I knew I didn't want to be a, a one-man shop doing everything. Um, and so we just you know, kept building websites and, and working with uh, a lot of agencies in town and building relationships there. Uh, and I always knew that you know, there's so much that goes into a website and technology that it, it can't be a one-person thing. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I always had sights on growing that and adding expertise and people um, as we can.
0: What do you think has been the, I guess, secret sauce, if you will, for your growth? What has been so instrumental in going from one person, you, to 14 in actually a relatively short amount of time? What's what's set you apart? You know, because frankly, there are a lot of other companies out there that do things that are similar to what you do, but you're obviously doing a lot of things right and growing.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's an attitude of learning and humility. um, That's part of our culture here. So uh, we're able to attract and keep talent for one um, because we'll take people who are maybe a little more junior and give them opportunity to grow uh, and get better and get mentored um, on the technology side of things. <clears throat> and then, you know, we're just really easy to work with. Uh, we do what we say and we get it done and uh, we figure it out. So that, that starts to build up over time uh, with referrals and, and people appreciating what you're doing.
0: Yeah, so you build those relationships and you, like I say, you do what you say that you're going to do. You build that kind of trust when you said that you hire maybe uh, less experienced people and give them an opportunity to grow and to be mentored, do you have any kind of formal mentoring program within your company or is it you know, you assign them with your uh, longer, ter- long, not longer term, but your employees who have been there for a longer time? How, how, how does that mentoring work?
1: Yeah, um, so we pair them with a more senior developer uh, and we give them Pretty much everyone who starts has kind of an example project that they work through. Uh, So they get an opportunity before they, you know, get on real client work. They go through that for a couple of months uh, and get feedback and improve. uh, And then they work and uh, it's really a collaborative nature here. So um, even a junior employee who's doing something um, to a project has it reviewed by a senior employee, but then the senior employee also has their work reviewed by another Employee, So we, we make sure that there's kind of two sets of eyes on everything before it goes out. So
0: Yeah, so so a kind of a peer review, built-in peer review you've got going on there. Let's talk about some of the things that you offer. You've mentioned websites, that you build websites. Anything else?
1: Yeah, we also build apps, um, which is kind of a, a broad category. Uh, so it's worth kind of defining that. When you say apps, most people think, you know, what's on their phone, um, mm-hmm. which is which is true, and and we build those. But it also is kind of more generic for, you know, it can be a website that has app-like functionality that's either mobile for your phone or desktop. Um, So a lot of people use, you know, a CRM or something like that on their day-to-day basis. And if it's through a website, that's also kind of considered an app.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I bet most people didn't realize that. And so, you know, you always hear this question about, does your company need an app? And I think most people are thinking about some specialized uh, thing that you have on your phone. But when you talk about the broader sense, I'll ask you that question and see how you respond.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so there. Yeah, there's a lot of different opportunities for that, and most people are thinking, well, I don't have a customer who wants an app on their phone, Mm -hmm. um, which is the typical use case, Uh, but there are um, a lot of companies that could use an internal app, uh, you know, from estimating things for, for customers um, to taking things that are in Excel spreadsheets and written down processes and putting that into, you know, a, essentially a website you go to, but it's really an application that steps you through the company process um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, automatically ties into other systems and puts that information out. So most companies, I would say, do need some kind of app um, mm-hmm. everyone has internal processes that could get better uh, or have something that they can offer their clients that makes interacting with them a lot easier.
0: Sure. And, and in the latter case, uh, not talking about internal processes, but in the latter case, I'm thinking of, um, for example, if you've been to your doctor, most doctors groups these days have what they call patient portals. When you go to their website, you can log into your patient portal and see your latest lab results and the medications and things like that. So would that be something similar to what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That would be considered an app. And so it, it's hard, um, and it really kind of depends on, on who you're talking to and mentality because when you say website, someone might think of that portal. But I think generally when you say website, people think of just your static. I go to the home page. I go to the about page and contact us, and that's a website. And mm-hmm. you don't think of your doctor's patient portal uh as a website, you think of it as more of an application you use, mm-hmm. and it's and mm-hmm. on the development side, it's kind of two different approaches. You know, you're really doing a design and copywriting uh, for a website, whereas an app, you're really getting into functionality and kind of workflow process.
0: Let's talk about your end user, which would be somebody like me, other small businesses. You know, your what is your your target client? I guess first I should ask you.
1: Yeah. um, So we're looking for really for people who are trying to do something innovative. Um, And that's, you know, small businesses, startups, uh, and even some large enterprises. Um, The kind of coding we do is is not like a generic simple website. We're really trying to integrate into back office systems and and do the more complicated tasks. So we're looking Mm -hmm. for someone who has a vision for their company and is trying to use technology to, you know, save costs or do more uh, and can see the value that that can bring.
0: What kinds of mistakes do you see or uh, mindsets, perhaps, that are not where they should be when it comes to your business clients? What mistakes are they making?
1: Um, Well, one common mistake is, uh, you know, I'm – uh, my cousin knows a little bit of programming and I'm going to have them do it. Or we're going to hire someone out of college and we're going to have them come in and do it. Um, and that generally that turns into usually it's, it's cheaper in terms of money they're paying, uh, but it usually turns into years and years of frustration and energy sunk into something that never quite works right. Right. Um, and so that's that's the mistake trading the you know the upfront money for the long term kind of cost and, and pain and suffering.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Uh, you know, something I hear uh, businesses say occasionally is, you know, all this new stuff's coming out, but for what we do, you know, stuff I've been using for the last five years works just fine. I don't need all the other things. Is that a fair assessment?
1: I, I mean, I think that's common. Um, people don't really want to to change. Uh, and uh, people, especially, don't want to kind of stick their neck out there and you know try something new. Um, but so much is happening with with technology and development that you know you have you have one or two people on staff that could be doing more client-facing type work or something more productive for your company, and they're juggling spreadsheets because the system you're currently using is 80% of what you need, and they have to export it and go do something else. Um, I think a lot of people don't get down into the details of what employees are doing and realize that technology can actually bring a lot of efficiencies there.
0: Let's say I'm a company that is dealing with that situation right now. Either I got somebody – in the beginning who really didn't – they knew enough to be dangerous is what I like to say. You know, they knew enough about what they were doing to be dangerous, and now I'm paying the price further down the road. Or, as you say, I'm using some old technology, and I'm having to string some things together, cobble some things together in order to make everything work. And, And maybe there's some parts that still don't integrate how do I get through that? How do I overcome it? Can I? Do I just have to like just clean house and start from scratch, or are there ways to uh, gradually, uh, you know, bring me, bring my team up to speed with the newer technology? What, what are your suggestions there? And I know this is very general and very hypothetical. Every case is different, so I don't mean for you to, you know, have to drill down to that level. But in general, what do you, what do you recommend?
1: Yeah, so, um, so what we like to do is we like to uh, set up a meeting with potential clients on our side and take an hour to kind of talk through things um, and really help them narrow in on where they can see the most cost savings or, you know, the most uh, benefit from new sales um, and focus in on that item and then determine, okay, if we make this change, you know, how much is that going to save you? And that kind of helps set the budget And then from that budget, determine, okay, do we have enough here that we can throw things out and start fresh, or do we need to start simple and, like you said, take a phased approach of uh, let's fix this one thing first and start realizing some money back into the system, and then we'll move on from there.
0: Okay. You mentioned mobile earlier, and that's, that's still a very hot topic. Do you think that Every company needs to pay attention to mobile, or are there certain companies that need to pay more attention to it? What, are, what would you say to our listeners today who are wondering whether or not they need to fully engage on the mobile side of things?
1: Yeah, uh, at this point, every company needs a really good mobile website. Um, there's no way around it. We are still working with clients uh, today that we are helping their, their websites be more mobile friendly. Um, but the reality is that over 50% of you know, search results or searches by people are done from mobile devices. So mm-hmm. that means that most of your people are seeing the mobile version of your website and not the desktop version. Uh, and then Google is also adjusting their rankings based on how good your mobile website is. And so you're at, you will be costing yourself business, already are, if you don't have a, a good mobile website. Um, and it's not just that it kind of works in mobile. You know, Google is actually testing things to make sure you have everything there that you should and that it's a good experience and ranking based on that.
0: Exactly. So for no other reason, you should make sure that you have a fully functioning – your website fully functions on, on the mobile platforms uh, so that you get good rankings in Google searches, uh, for, if for no other reason. So, Ryan, what would you leave our listeners here uh, with today? What, what piece of advice when it comes to technology would you pass along to them as we wrap up here?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, reach out and, and find someone you trust and talk with them uh, and, and get input. It's easy to get focused in on your business and what you're doing and not know what's out there. Um, and even a, an hour and a couple of simple hints can make a dramatic difference in what you're doing.
0: Thanks so much for your time today. We wish you lots of luck as you continue to grow your company. And if someone would like to visit your website and find out more about you, what, what's your website?
1: Yeah, so it's codekoalas.com.
0: Okay, koalas, spelled just like the little furry animal, codekoalas.com. Ryan, again, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it, and congratulations once again on your honor this weekend.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. And if you'd like to learn how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com, follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.